Everybody, welcome back. This is Inside Fitness Radio Presents Total Fitness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew. I'm Walter. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, if you've watched uh, from before when we were winning with Inside Fitness, uh, we had John Canlis on uh, from probably, what, six months ago, eight months ago now? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a while. But uh, John's a good friend of ours, uh, dietitian down in the U.S. of A, and he has a lot of things he wants to talk about today. And a few things that we want to discuss with them and, you know, get the dietitian's uh, viewpoint of things. So, John, why is fruit bad? No. (laughs) It's Um, too much sugar. (laughs) And all of it. All of it. So um, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll go off of um, we'll go off of the the business side of things first. You know, um, Walter and I, we're we're trainers. We're we're online coaches, all that fun stuff. But you're you're in it. You're a registered dietitian. You're doing the healthcare. You're you're in hospitals. You were working in hospitals and all that. Like there's a lot of business in terms of that. And uh, just a few things that we briefly want to touch on before we kind of get into the main discussion points of this podcast was, you know, figuring out um, why is it more important when you have legitimate health issues to go to you versus somebody on social media? I know that sounds like a really dumb question, but trust me, it is something that needs to be addressed because the amount of people that have come to both Walter and myself Way too many. So let's address that first. Let's get it out of the way. Why should people go to you? So if someone needs help with their nutrition, like a really important need, whether they have liver issues, kidney issues, uh, diabetes, those are serious health conditions that uh, were registered dietitians are specifically trained for, went to school, had hands-on practice versus someone that gets a certificate with six to 12 months. Um, There's really no comparisons dealing specifically with that type of disease. You know, we call it in a dietitian world called medical nutrition therapy, because we're using nutrition as a therapy to kind of like mitigate or um, manage the disease, whether it's diabetes, chronic kidney disease, or any type of disease that, that may affect your overall lifestyle. If you were to go someone from Instagram that that, that hates fruit, you know, you might want to, you might want to reconsider it. It's such a common sense knowledge that fruit all around is good for you. Like it's impossible. It's, it's, it's really, really hard to overeat fruit, you know? And if you have a, a, a like a nutritionist or holistic something or anything that, that may present to you as someone that helps with nutrition and they tell you all these things that are not true, you could be risking your health. I mean, just just yesterday, I had someone. I had I had I had a client call um, that says to me, his nutritionist put him in a in a detox for 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 thirty days, and he started craving things. He said he, he said he couldn't he couldn't take it anymore after thirty days, and he said that he paid like three hundred dollars for one month. It was a twenty eight day cleanse, and in the end, he didn't get really anything of it because he gained the weight more and more. So that just tells you how important it is for registered dietitian as a valuable source of information. But I will say though, I will say though, not all dietitians are alike because there are, there are dietitians out there that spew BS just as much as other people do, but they're, they're in a small minority, but I've seen them. I haven't called them out yet. I don't know if I should though, but um, <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> but yeah, if you have something like really going on like a health, health issues, um, 
it's highly it's highly beneficial for you to see a dietitian. But if it's more like general coaching, I think it's more it's more um, applicable to see any, any any other like a fitness trainer or a nutrition coach. But if it's something like um, very serious, a dietitian is your go-to person. Yeah. So now that we touched on that, I did like how you mentioned the BS of cleanses and fruit being too high in sugar and all that. So, so let's address that next. What is going on in the industry right now? Like, well, let's have a discussion here. I mean, Walter and I've talked about it. We, we recently uploaded a podcast about food being medicine. Um, there is so much BS. I don't even know where to start. So why don't you start? <laughs> Biggest Let's pet peeve. Up. Let's go with that. <laughs> I mean, we've had you and I, Matt, have kind of like had these conversations. I send you something, and I'm like, this, this, this is just crazy. There's no way people believe this, you know. I mean, but I mean, just just to look at that, I have to send it to you, Walt. Not your Bitcoin mining account, but your real one. A <laughs> new one. A new one. A new one. A new one. Yes. I mean, this guy was just talking about how food is bad for you. Um, I think he, he compared it to smoking or something really, really does, does that doesn't really make sense. And what you see in the comments section are a lot of people that follow this guy. Keep in mind, this guy had probably 100, 200,000 followers. And these, these are 100, 200,000 people that following this guy, which is which which kind of tells me there are people that are I don't want to say the word gullible, but they're like, yeah. that's the right <laughs> word. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you go through these comments and you read them and it's like half of them are like, yes, preach whoever so on. So I can't remember the name. He was a, he wasn't even a dietitian or a nutritionist or a trainer. He was a dental, Dent- he was a dentist Yeah. saying this. And I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, you read through the comments and like half of them are like, oh my God, preach. Yeah. You're, yeah. A hundred percent. Then the other ones are legitimately asking questions like, oh my gosh, is that real? And then he responds to them being like, yeah, follow my program for whatever, or yeah, like this is the way to do it. And then you get like 2% that is calling him out that he just blocks anyway. So you can't see their comments. Yeah. I've, 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 I've had, I've seen people call him out, but he never responds. And then once they and started digging deep into this person's profile, you know, it's about money and he's, he's selling a book. He's yeah. selling a book. And what's crazy about this guy has been on TV, you know? So on top of the Instagram followers, he's also advertising like where millions and millions of people can see them, see this person. So that's a lot of misinformation out there, which is like a good and a bad good because we have a job, you know, we have, we have, we keep our day <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah. bad because there's so much mis- misinformation out there. When people get to see it, they, they think it's the truth. And when actually they try it and if someone has a serious illness that they're trying to go past by or trying to heal or cure, you know, it, it presents like a really harmful information for them. And, you know, it, it, it can, it can go really bad really quick, especially if you have diabetes. Well, I mean, without mentioning any names, isn't there someone running for office in Pennsylvania who <laughs> made his entire career doing exactly the same I know. thing? I know. Right? It was- and it, it, it basically speaks to the laziness of people to not do any research. Mm-hmm. This sounds good. I'm going to believe this rather than going, well, let's look at what is actually out there, what information there is. It is. It is. A lot of it's marketing too. I mean, you know, Walt and Matt, you guys have been in the and the business coaching and always emphasizing about marketing, how marketing is like marketing, 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 marketing. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't market, if you don't put your name out there, if you don't make it sexy, if you don't have a 
spear post or anything like that or anything just make sure it's there it's like you're you're even though you're good or not good you're not going to be known and these people have like a team of marketers just putting it out there and unfortunately a lot of people believe that you know so it just really disgusts me that people make money out of this and yeah. you know it's not regulated that's the sad yeah. part that's the a lot of times it's not even about the truth it's about what will make people interested or enough to listen. That's all. I mean, clickbait Engagement. is just to get those those likes. Yeah, yeah to because to get people. I've seen people literally go as far as to say the wrong thing, like flat out wrong, <laughs> and then they have like a hundred comments, and then they're like, "Ha ha ha! Tricked you guys. This was just for my engagement on my TikTok post." Well, it's like how many likes? How much interest would I get by going on to Instagram and saying? I realized that eating dirt a tablespoon a day will be good for you. Because that's the other thing. It's like it's I so would shoot. <laughs> it's that market, it's that marketability and the gullibility you're playing to people that they yeah. they want that fast result. And these influencers and this BS that goes on in the industry is exactly that. Like, John, how many people come into you with serious health conditions that are like, I want to be better in like two weeks? But they spent the last yesterday. 20 years. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But they spent the last 20 years messing up their diet, just eating the wrong things and not caring about their health. And now they're like, oh, but two weeks can fix that. Yeah. I mean, I I, I get a lot of that too, because they said, Oh, are you gonna what are you gonna do? Are you gonna fix me? Are you gonna tell me what to do? Are you gonna do this? You know, and then it's it's really sad because we're in this society and this culture, we want everything like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazon, DoorDash. I don't know what if there's a DoorDash in Canada or yeah. Uber or anything, something equivalent like that. We want something so instantaneous that we're we're so used to that. Little, it's hard to kind of tell them. You know, you've done this, dude, like for 15 years. You just cannot kind of reverse it in two weeks or one month. Like you've you've had habits, predispositions in 10, 15 years. You just you can't just reverse it. It's just that's just impossible. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. And it's, that's a hard truth that they want to heal here because you have marketers out there that's promising 30 days and 30 pounds in 30 days or 20 pounds in 15 days. If you follow this super, super cleansing plan, it's, it's just, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's way too much of it nowadays and we've chatted about it before. And I honestly don't think we'll ever stop talking about it because it will never end. Will the never other end. big thing that I'm seeing an issue with now is it's not necessary, not necessarily lying, or it's not actually set necessarily wrong information. Mm-hmm. It's just a claim that was truthful based on like one study in this one <laughs> journal, in this one group of research participants, it was true, but now we're going to blow it up and make it the whole thing. So we get like the credibility as like, oh, well, here's the study. Like there's so much of that going on. It's like nobody's reading the metadata uh, data anymore. There's no analysis of like multiple studies. It's like that follows what I believe in. So I'm going to use that for my science behind my post. I'm going to shove that onto my followers and we're going to see what happens. And You're that bending is really, really far, way yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that too, because a lot of people that that follow this cult, whether what which cult you want to be in, they they take something and they really, really bend it to the truth to to the way they want to see it. 
and people believe it because I hear people all the time, my own clients or my own patients that that say these to me. And sometimes I get so frustrated, but I have to keep my cool. I can't just cuss them out, you know, because they're paying for me. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be in business much longer. You're not supposed to cuss them out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it's remember, I was talking to you about the carnivore MD, um, Paul Solano, I believe his name is, I can't remember, but, um, he, he does exactly that. Now he does have a master's. He is a very smart guy, but he's still trying to sell you something. And I think the BS in this industry comes behind. What is the angle here? Is this person really trying to help you? Are they really just trying to sell you something or are they trying to help you plus sell you something? So they might bend the truth a little bit to get that sale. And then they'll tell you something else. Like it is so far, like on one side or the other side that like, how are you supposed to know anymore? Like as a dietitian, you even said there's dietitians, you know, that are not great. Obviously there's a lot of trainers that aren't great and we've dealt with them. How are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to navigate this? You know, like Walt said, you know, you have to do your due diligence and research, you know, it's, it's. It's just the way it is. Like you have to do your research. But then again, I do see other people, you know, researching and then they find they find things that are not truthful and they think that as the truth. Um, a lot of people don't know where, where to go as far as useful information because some people don't trust the government. Even though if you go to a government website, this and this, oh, that's not true. So you give them like a really legitimate person, but they may not be as popular. So they they probably don't trust that person. Whereas on the other hand, this senator running in Pennsylvania is all, all over next to Oprah, has millions and millions of followers, a likable guy on CNN. He's just everywhere. So when, when you breed familiarity, that automatically builds trust, right? So you automatically trust this person, even though it doesn't seem like what he knows, what, what even though like what he's saying is, fact it is is not correct you know mm -hmm. so there's a lot of um misconception out there but i do feel for people because that's not really regulated uh truth truth or untruth which makes it sad and um me as a dietitian and you guys you guys are fighting a good fight is it's why we have day jobs and it's it's why i keep showing up despite all the bs out there and yeah. that the fruit is bad you know yeah Oh, that's it. We, we, I mean, we started this podcast because we, we had some ideas of what was going wrong in the industry. And there was yeah. just so much. I mean, we're in this two years and I swear every week we end up bringing up something about some influencer who's full of shit. Excuse my language. Yeah. But there's always something Fishing going on. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> happens too. And uh, that happens too in business coaching. I remember mm -hmm. when we were talking about it, Matt. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I will let's segue into that. So, um, so the reason we met John was through a business coaching, uh, you know, trying to figure out, you know, work on our marketing, all that sort of stuff. So let's get into that. You know, the business side of business, you know, the coaching side of business, right? Um, so where do you want to start? Because we could open a can of worms with this one. <laughs> I what I we already I'm, have. That's just, true. Uh, just, just a warning that this is my own opinion. This has nothing to do with. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but put the disclaimer now. Yeah, disclaimer. You know, um, <laughs> you know, for the there's a lot of 
business coaches out there that are ethical and a lot of that do good. You know, what I don't like is a lot of the business coaches and you guys can agree or disagree with me. A lot of business coaches out there, they bend the truth, sometimes way, way too far. I've sent Matt so many things about, oh, get 100 leads a day, make 10 figures in 10 months or make blah, 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 blah. Or what else? Like the business coach you were telling me about that, uh, that you had first before uh, Chris yep. Mayer, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth. There's a lot of like bending the truth. And the truth is, the truth is not sexy when it comes to building business. It takes a lot of work. It takes a long time and you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't want to hear that because in fitness and nutrition, you're going to have to put in work. You have to stay consistent. You're gonna stick with it for the long run. You know, a lot of people doing nutrition and fitness, they want to uh, improve themselves. Don't want to hear that. They want the the quick result. Unfortunately for dietitians and fitness coaches wanting to aspire to making six seven figures, they buy into that. You know, so um, I want to go. I want to. I want to see what you guys' thoughts are as your experiences, um, as far as like you know your the business coaching people you've hired, people you've looked into and mm-hmm. what the, what, where, where you guys kind of fall into that one. Should I start? I had, <laughs> I had a bad experience. So I'll start because, you know, um, man, I had a bad experience with my first one, man, same thing. And then that's it. It's, I got sucked into that, you know, build up your business. This is how you can market it. This is how you, again, I, I did it because I wanted to help more people. Um, obviously the money's good sure that's definitely part of it but my main thing was i wanted to build a platform and that's what we were trying to accomplish with this podcast build that community where we're putting good information through so instead of i you know starting off on one-to-one coaching clients i wanted to get to the point where i was doing talking to a big group of people or i'd have like zoom communities webinars all that sort of stuff like that's where i'm trying to build it to so i got caught up in the get 15 new clients by the end of this four day seminar. It's like, what was that? He did sell my sex to you. (laughs) Basically it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. So I get, (laughs) he reached out, this person reached out to me and uh, he sent me this PDF and it looked great. His results looked amazing. Um, They were real. And I'm not going to lie. They were real results because I ended up talking to these people after they were hundred percent real. They did it just again, that truth looked a little bit like that. (laughs) It wasn't as simple as, you know, what they were saying to do. So that was a bad experience because again, I got so caught up in, Oh, I just want to help so many people. I want to grab attention and do this and that. I like, it wasn't right. And the way they did it was very slimy. Mm. And you get the same thing with dietitians. You get the same thing with fitness coaches. You get the same thing with anybody in sales. There's, they can be really slimy at times. Um, you kind of have to be right. When but, you, when you mean slimy, what tactics do they use? What, uh, without mentioning any specific name, what, <laughs> well, what it's slide? just, it's Walter, you can speak to this too. Cause when we were at our first, our very first in-person job at good life, uh, fitness years and years ago was say what you have to say to this person to make them feel like absolute trash. So you get that <laughs> sale. Is that, then, is that the training just you get before, when you want them to sign you push the paper over to them you sit back and you don't say a word you just wait let them stew let them feel guilty 
doesn't feel bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they will sign on the dotted line. I can't do that. No, not not the purpose of my being here. Not to mention, I sell way better when I actually give the person some sense of you can do this or not. This is why I recommend it. But at the end of the day, I taught you enough in this, you know, this little brief session that you can go on your own for a couple of weeks. And if you feel you need to need to come back and then train, let's do it. I don't ever want to push anybody over the top because it's not going to help. them, right? Don't let them leave. Don't let them leave the office. (laughs) That's it. And this was exactly what this coach was doing. It was it was through phone calls and texts and like putting it through like two, three years ago. If you looked at my Instagram stories, some of them were horrible. Like just the way, like I would write, he was like, you have to write it this way to make people realize that they are like overweight and they're disgusting. And like that's, he used overweight and disgusting as like interchangeable words, which wow. in my opinion was just absolutely insane. I lasted two weeks with, or like two months with the guy before, like I saw his true colors and I was just like, you are the slimiest, person that I have ever met. Um, but the people that stuck with him, they have built, he has one guy that has built a $100,000 a month business off of those yeah. tactics, which goes back to our influencer BS, right? Like it's ridiculous. You know, that's the thing though. It's, it's, it's not just our industry. I've been involved with multi-level marketing. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, you know, some of the products are good and some of the people are really good. And some of the, the stories of success are the truth. That's those people who are that kind of personality who can do that sort of thing. But they try to get everybody involved. And it's the same thing with the coaching system. I am still getting constant barrages of, how are you doing with your business? Would you like to take your business to the next level? How would you like to do this? And even when I don't answer, they keep calling. I keep getting Mm. texts over and over again. Mm. Um, And that's, that's not an industry. That is a, a, a sales technique that has gone overboard for far too long. It's all about text. Yeah. 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 But then the pros is when I did find, again, how we all uh, came in contact with each other. When we did end up meeting the other coaches, um, I won't necessarily name names right now because there was a few things at the end there that kind of, takes me off a little bit but uh they were great in terms of actual i know as well especially with walter (laughs) Uh, a lot of good mindset training i will say that the benefit of having that coach (laughs) the benefit of having that coach um or those coaches or a coach in general is accountability is a set plan and is that mindset that coach is not, and it's the same thing. I sit down with somebody and I tell them when I'm just about to train them, before you sign that dotted line, I will have you know that you are not going to get any results working with me. What? Why am I going to pay you this money then? You're not going to get any results if you do not follow what I tell you or you do not put in the work. And that's the biggest thing. It's understanding, shifting that mindset, going into the accountability side of things, the consistent routine of checking in and doing it is what gets you the results. That's what I do enjoy about that side of things. Walter. (laughs) I think the other thing that that I I had a problem besides the flag, I was just fluttering. Um, What 
their job is to teach us to make that kind of money because they think that is what all of us want. I don't want that. I don't want to sit on a beach in Fiji, never looking at a human being, but running a bunch of other people who are hopefully doing them some good with my fitness plans. You know, I, I, I do want a TED talk. I do want my books to do well, but I don't ever want ever 96 years old. I still want to be working with one or two real clients, watching them grow, watching them change their lives. Mm -hmm. Cause if I don't, I will lose touch with what we do. Yeah. I, but the coaches don't believe that the coaches think we all want to be on the beach making that money, never seeing another client. That was the biggest reason why I started doing in-person training again. I missed that touch of this is why I, why I started that human interaction. Cause when it's through a computer screen and Johnny, I guess you could talk to this too, cause you're doing a little bit more in person now as well. Right. Yeah. Um, with dietitian stuff, but you lose that touch of reality of like the coaches because they built up their business so much to making all that money. They can be on a beach in Bali, whatever, running their whole business, just doing <laughs> zoom meetings with their, uh, with their students they they have that idea in their head that every single one of their students wants the same exact thing. And I think we all realized, and you included, we don't necessarily want that. I don't want that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love in person. Like whenever I do in person, I feel connected, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel livelier and I feel like I can... I shine more because I'm like, man, it's like shit. I gotta show up on Instagram. I gotta do this. Yeah. I gotta do that. I'm like, man, I, if I just show up in person, I feel like more alive, more connected. Mm. And that's what I really like. When I started doing in person, when I started taking health insurance, I realized what I was missing. It's that connection. You mm -hmm. know, I love that. You know, I feel more natural. If that makes sense, it feel more. It feels like second nature to me. Like, I can I can I can do do a lot of things much more quickly. Versus staring at a, at a at a phone, not that I absolutely hate it, but it's just kind of the, kind of like ingrained in my head. But I feel much more connected in person. I don't know if, if it's the same way with you guys as well. Yeah, see, it, it was so difficult. I mean, it would be like it's Tuesday. I've got to get a recipe for Instagram. I need it. What am I going to cook? Do I have any food? What is it going to be? Oh my god! And I would forget to do other important things trying to get that content always ready always ready and to be quite honest my business has grown more just from word of mouth working with human beings than it has through instagram and i think i i and then i want to speak on that too walt because my business funny enough my business has grown and i only do the things on 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 social media just because i'm so used to it it has become <laughs> but most of my leads leads have been because of my in-person presence all my effort in person i think i was i was telling to Matt, a lot yeah, yeah in person like like on thursday i have an in-person thing to do so um my business has grown tremendously like i have I have a hard time breathing so to speak because of yeah. all my hustle hustle outside of social media <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true i mean we we worked with another guy Renato, who uh same thing he gave up the whole I did too, man. I am not the type of person. If somebody comes to me through my Instagram and messages me asking about it, sure, let's talk. All of my online coaching has been through word of mouth. 
all my in-person coaching has been through word of mouth. Like that is the most reputable source of building a business that you can get is somebody trusts you. And that person went and told their family member, their husband, their kid, this guy's good. And then that person goes, and it's just think of the network you're building there. Whereas when it's, when it's online, again, like it's so true. You lose that whole touch, that human touch, that connection. Fitness is not meant to be online, just reading, doing the thing by yourself, like just completely alone. It's fitness is, I don't even know how to describe it. Fitness is just the idea that, touch. yeah, that's it. I don't know how else to describe that. And hopefully people listening actually understand what we mean here, but could you go to a gym? And I'm talking, you know, I know a few people don't like doing it, but they prefer working out at home by themselves. But (laughs) most people, can you imagine going to a gym and nobody being there? Kind of feels weird. You don't have that necessary push. You don't feel like you're working as hard necessarily some days. One of the biggest issues is COVID was because people... Even if I had a full setup in my basement, it is not the same thing because there's no human interaction. I've had the same. I've had a mini gym at my house with a bike and it is not the same. The gym just. We're, we're human. We, we need that human connection. Yeah. I I will say the same because I have a great setup, private, me and my clients. It's great for my workouts. I go to the Y and there's people around. I have a better workout mm-hmm. than I do when I'm just by myself. Because if I'm by myself, did I get an email? <laughs> I did, well, you know, have another drink of water. Okay. But if I'm working out in a physical space with a bunch of people, I keep the tempo up and I keep moving. Yeah. And I can see other people working. Yeah. No, and that's it. And I mean, again, the idea behind that is just the, the BS that's being perpetuated on social media. And I think the overall thing is whether it be fitness, whether it be business coaches, whether it be so-and-so selling you a makeup kit because they (laughs) tell you, you need to be prettier. They're trying to sell you an idea of this is the better life that you should be following. You should be following this two week diet or this four week diet because it will make you, it will make your life so much better because you know, you're going to be so much hotter and you see you lose weight and societal views is that's what you need. Business coaches, same thing. You need to be making 10 grand a month so you can live on an island and just live the life you want. Or the girl selling the makeup kit. Hey, you need to be prettier because you're ugly or something like that. Like I'm, I'm sorry. That's very, you know, like. It is not untrue. It is not untrue, though. Oversimplified, not untrue. And no, I mean, that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, multi-level marketing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to get people to understand why. And I mean, if, if I say anything to clients now, it is that the workouts will turn you into a more disciplined human being who can create better change in your life. It's not about being pretty. It's not about having a tight body. You can get those. Those are great. But getting up every morning and going into a place and doing something you don't necessarily want to do will make changes in your life and that's worth it mm-hmm. we're so much in that give me now 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 we we forgot to actually stop and smell the roses kind of thing right yeah. actually I, I i have done that more 
um, when I started my business coaching, I used to think, man, I got to hustle hard and no breaks, no this. But, you know, this time around, I actually stop and take a day, I take, take Saturday, Sunday. I back off a lot now. Mm-hmm. My business is still growing. So that tells me, like, you don't have to go all hard and all, all, and, and, and just because I had a mindset before that if I wasn't going hard, my business isn't going to grow. Right. Which was a totally different mindset looking back now, because my business now compared to I had that mindset now is like the busiest it's ever been versus then I was really, really in a mindset of grinding, grinding, yeah. grinding. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, it's not working, you know. So I definitely realized that you have to stop and smell the roses and take time to when change. we are relaxed, when we are fulfilled in our own lives and not rushing, trying to accomplish everything, (laughs) we are much more attractive to the people we are selling to. Mm -hmm. We can sell better. And that's when we get those referrals and other things happening. We don't if we're, if, if, oh, he's too busy. He's always busy. He's way too busy. He can't take a new client. I just lost, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's that mindset, right? And again, if we're going to wrap this discussion up, mindset was probably the best thing I've ever got out of a business coach. But uh, the mindset thing, too, because, you know, to be quite honest with you, of all the things I've learned uh, from the business coach, I probably use, give you a rough estimate, maybe 20. Okay. It was higher than I thought. Higher than I thought. <laughs> How about you? I'd say about. I'm not gonna lie, actually, probably about 15 to 20 percent. Yeah, I'm gonna lie. I think it's 20 percent. I mean, to me, realizing who I am and who I am selling to was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. That it's okay if all my clients look like me, <laughs> they don't have to be 20 year old bodybuilders, <laughs> um, you know, and it, it's great. So, there's that. I mean, I learned a lot. I just don't need to use it frantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was, a, I think, again, what we always talk about on the show anyways, is just mindset is understanding what you're trying to accomplish. Is it actually worth your time to accomplish that? And that's what you really want. And if it is, how are you going to get there? I mean, it took us six months, eight months or something with those coaches to actually realize okay, this is what I want. And then it took a couple months after that to even say, oh, this is what I really want though, right? It wasn't, it wasn't an overnight thing. And I, again, this goes back to the BS of the fitness industry. Nothing <laughs> is overnight. Nothing is overnight. You just have to take it day by day. You don't have to be in a rush all the time. I mean, like Walter, you're 65. John, how old are you now? 35. 35, I'm 25. You know, like I... <laughs> give me that look oh, <laughs> i feel there's days where i'm just like i feel like i should be way up here compared to some other 25 year olds who got that 0.0 percent uh, or 0.001 percent chance of like instagram fame and you know they hit it and they just they did amazing but that's what you're showing all the time i'm 25 i have so many years. You're 35. You have so many years. Walter's 65. He has so many years to build I have up. 90 years left. That's it. He's going to live forever. <laughs> That's what I realized too. After doing a lot of in person, I don't know how it is in your city, but in my person, I have a small business chamber. Mm-hmm. I realized entrepreneurs come from different backgrounds and different ages. Yep. And 
someone told me the only time when it's too late to start a business is when you're six feet underground. That's Otherwise, it. it's never yeah. too late. Because I've seen business owners from 25 all the way to like 65 starting a new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Just like a month ago, I went to a grand opening. Uh, two ladies in their late 50s, early 60s started an uh, uh, Indian restaurant. It just And then that hit me. I'm like, oh, my God. You're right. As long as you don't quit and as long as you're not six feet underground, you're good. You mm-hmm. can start, you, just, you yeah. can be successful and you can, you will do well. Thing is, you just don't quit, you know? Yeah. And that's so, it. Everybody wants uh, now, now, now. So when it takes like two to three years to even make a profit off of your small business and then maybe five years to actually see potential growth in it becoming the lifestyle, People don't want to stick with that that long. It's too much. I, I, I think honestly, that is one of the advantages of being my age. You reach a point where it's like, I want to do this and I'm going to enjoy it. And if it's successful, that's really great. And if it's not, that's okay too, as long as I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Unlike when I was young and it, it had to make me rich. I had to be able to do this. I needed a new whatever, right? Uh, there are advantages. Yes. <laughs> it's so ingrained in us too, like having that, you know, six figure, seven figure job, like these business coaches just hammer it into our head that you need to be this to be successful. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, realizing this, what success is like knowing what that, knowing that you like to do what you do and, and setting it in your own, in your own terms. If you, even if you made $300,000 a year, but you hate your day to day and you hate what you have to do. Like there's really, there's really no point. So, you know, Walt's right. You gotta, you gotta be happy while doing it. Yeah. Last point I'll make on that is, uh, you know, you constantly log on to Instagram and you're seeing the get into crypto, get into the stock market, get into this or that, or this or that, get into fitness coaching, get into this coaching because. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Because, (laughs) Because if you don't, the inflation is going to go through the roof and you're going to be left stranded without making any money or you're going to be, you know, if you don't own a house or if you're not investing in real estate, you're never going to own a house because this is the best time to do it. And this is the only time to do it. Or like, even like our own, our news stations, our government, like everything you see now is do it now, now, now rush into this because if you don't do it today, tomorrow, there's, you're going to miss out on this opportunity. This crash or this opportunity. And it's like every single person gets sucked into that. Like I've complained, how many times have I complained to you about like the taxes here and our gas prices going through the roof? And I remember you talking to me about that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, and then I realized I'm like, I'm not in a bad spot. I don't need to be rushing to the goalpost or to the goal line or whatever it is just to do it within the next year because. I'm just going to stress myself out and constantly consuming that BS media. I am going to stress myself out more. Yeah. Constantly yeah. saying like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Get this from this type of coaching, get this from this type of crypto mining or whatever that is. It's yeah. ridiculous. And that is one of the big issues is we're constantly on our phones and we constantly see that. So we're constantly in a rush all the time to achieve that two to four week extra, you know, whether it be lose 20 pounds, whether it be make an extra two grand, whether it be follow me so you can never have to work in an office again, right? It's all those things. And that is one of the biggest issues that just in general, 
whether it be from fitness, sales, coaching, business, whatever you're, you're going to deal with. And it's just take your time, take a deep breath, smell the roses once in a while, enjoy what you're actually doing. And sometimes you have to realize there's going to be stress no matter what. There's going to be stress even if you are doing what you want and you're making money from it. There's still going to be times that are stressful. There's going to be times you don't want to do it. But you just have to live through it. You just have to take a step back and be like, am I doing the right thing? If you're enjoying it, you probably are. So, okay, let's reassess. How can I make this better in this situation? And then go from there. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't doing that right now. No, no. I mean, I see it in the, uh, I see it in social media too. Like you said, the scrolling thing, it, people want it now. People want it to be big. People want it to be the next big thing. People want more and more. And, you know, honestly, sometimes the only reason why I got into social media was because I wanted to expand my nutrition coaching business. But then I realized like, you know, I, I don't have to do that if I don't want to. Like I, I do it now because I'm so used to it and it doesn't take a lot of effort for me now, but I used to hate it. I used to dislike it a lot. Yeah. I have never been a social media guy until like I started, but now I can rest my mind knowing that this truth that you don't need to be super heavy on social media to be successful. You can connect with people in the real world, word of mouth and still be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it for other people. You guys have seen it in your own successes too. And I just knowing that gives me a lot of peace of mind. Absolutely. No, it's a hundred percent. I mean, that's it. Human to human connection. If you're trying to do anything in life, if you're trying to just be a better person, you need the right people in your life and you're not going to find them on the internet. Let's be real. There's a lot of weirdos on the internet. <laughs> I've, I've met them. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to two of them right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, but that's basically it, man. I mean, is there any last points you want to uh, touch on before we uh, before we sign off? Or uh, maybe your audience, maybe it's just for me too. Um, when I started my my nutrition coaching, like I have my own advice on how to find whether it's a nutrition coach or a fitness coach or a business coach, what practical tips would you guys give someone listening to this podcast on how to find, let's say, a business coach that actually knows what they're doing and an, like a fitness coach that knows what they're doing? Like actually have been there, done mm -hmm. that, has that scar and been through all the things that they're going to teach you versus actually learning it from, from a book and actually just copy and pasting it to you. Mm -hmm. You want to take that first you need to think about it again I, no again i would say you know it's about due diligence mm -hmm. uh, i would say before you get any kind of coaching write up a list what do i want why am i looking for a coach with a bunch of questions you would ask them what is your style like if i need extra help will you do whatever what will it cost me uh, will you be available in what kind of time frames? I mean, I said to someone today, 24 7, and I said, no, wait, it's not 24 7. <laughs> I go to bed at 9 30, 10 o'clock, and I get up around 4 o'clock. And if I'm with a client, I won't answer you. But you can usually get me an hour after you text me, mm -hmm. you know, to be honest. Uh, so I, I just be prepared. You wouldn't go, well, maybe you would. Would you go to buy a new car without checking out what cars are like and what ones are good and what you, you know, what you're looking for? Like, what is gas mileage? 
mm-hmm. what does it cost? All those things. And, and so be prepared. But again, do we do our due diligence anymore? So hopefully people yeah. will. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same as what Walter said. The main thing is, first off, figure out what you are actually trying to accomplish, whatever it might be. Go to the people who actually specialize in that specific thing. They have similar belief systems as you. They have similar backstories maybe as you. Um, Why would you go to a fitness coach who specializes in powerlifting if your goal is to run a marathon? right? Like that's, that's kind of the thing you want to watch out for. You'd be surprised how many people um, actually end up with a coach just because they have a bigger following or just because so-and-so told them to go to them because they have a million followers and they're great because they look like a Greek God. Um, or the, yeah. They look, they look like a Greek God, but that doesn't mean they're going to teach you what you need to know. Yeah, exactly. If you look far from a Greek. God. <laughs> so yeah, it's due diligence. And this is the tough part that people never want to accept. You do have to do some of your own research and you have to spend time and maybe it will be like two to three months, uh, two to three weeks. Maybe it's a month, maybe it's two months looking around, figuring out what do I actually want? What is the truth behind what this person is saying? Let's, let's follow them for at least two weeks to make sure that they're not spewing complete BS. And, you know, maybe I could go cross-reference this and like, that's what I did. And it was, you know, when I first got my first bodybuilding coach, it was the wrong coach. It was not a, but I got him because somebody that I worked with was with him, said he was great. He was great for him, not for me. Mm. And then I went, I I never asked questions. I didn't do any of that stuff before we started. And then I went and I found, I, I sent off like 15 emails to 15 different coaches. I sent them, this is what I'm trying to accomplish within the next year. This is where I want to step on stage at. This is what I'm trying to do. This is my, my budget. Like I sent them everything very straightforward. And I heard back from five of them. And those five were who I actually had to, you know, debate between the other 10 either saw it or just were like, I had one guy actually be like, screw off. You're too high maintenance. I was like, (laughs) I was like, what? I'm the lowest maintenance client you could ever have. I literally just send you my check-ins and I don't ask questions, but okay, sure. Um, Aside from like right off the start. So I ended up finding this coach. I was with him for four and a half years. Wow. The only reason I stopped with him was because he decided to get out of coaching to, I'm not joking, to focus on his cookie business. That is a multi-million dollar cookie business now. What? He's a guy. Juan Diesel Morel. Yeah, Juan Morel. Top top 10 Mr. Olympia competitor. He has it. Yeah, uh, is my cookie dealer is his cookie. Uh, I found out actually, and to put it in perspective, because I asked all those questions and because we worked so well together, I found out I was one of his last five. He had, when we first started training, he was doing it full time. He had hundred plus, like a hundred and something clients that he would do every single week doing the online check-ins and that. It got to the point where in the last uh, year of us training together, Turns out I was one of his five clients that he kept on because I was so good with him. We worked so well together that I was the only, I was one of the five because again, I did my due diligence. I was getting such great results with him. So I personally wanted to stay with him. He was seeing that I was putting the time in. So he wanted to stay with me as well. You have to remember that good coaches will fire you if you aren't doing good shit. <laughs> yeah. So keep that in mind. But that's, that's basically it. Due diligence. Yeah. Due diligence. Yeah. I would agree with that one too. Mm-hmm. So as always, sir, one question left. What's something, piece of advice, 
30 seconds to a minute. What piece of advice would you give to our listeners right now? It can be on what we talked about. It can be completely different. You know, I would say if, if it's like a business related advice, I would just say, start taking action. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I think I was talking to you, you know, about taking insurance or not. I was just so hesitant about it because I would have to start, feel like start over, start over again. But um, you kind of pushed me to start taking action and start, stop overthinking. And guess what? Like almost a year later, it's like my business is booming because of that. Just that one, just, just that one decision, mm-hmm. taking action and start, stop overthinking things. Because if you're this young, you can, you can afford to make mistakes, learn from them and build back up so take action take risk it'll be okay there you go you heard it here first from the man himself so (laughs) all right guys so john where can uh people find you we obviously it will be on this side actually uh we do have your handle here for instagram is there anything else that you're uh anywhere else you guys uh oh my gosh been talking for an hour and i feel like i can't talk anymore is there anywhere (laughs) yeah is there anywhere else that our listeners can find you or is it just the Instagram is the, uh, the best way? I just started a TikTok just for fun. Uh, if you guys want to handle that, if you want to do TikTok memes, I'm more than happy to. There you go. That. Excellent. John C84. <laughs> there you go. And we'll, we'll keep that in the link below as well, guys. Yes. Uh, again, check John out. He's amazing. Follow him on Instagram. As always, thank you, John. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Uh, we'd love to have you more you know, do more of a round table discussion on more frequent basement basis. Cause you are, you're wise, you're great to talk to. So, <laughs> but, uh, but that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you guys have any questions for, uh, for us, you can find us below. Remember Walter's new handle, not his old one. No, <laughs> so his new, uh, his new handle is down there. Um, coach Walter rental fit. Uh, I'm still body Smith underscore coaching. Ask us some questions. Stay safe, guys. Stay breezy. Take care. Goodbye.